Yo, what's up? Welcome back to the Raji Rabbit Podcast. A very special guest today. I got Jenny Pocket as a guest. Jenny Pocket is amazing. She's a great DJ and she's doing a lot of stuff to better the cause of the female DJ movement, not only in San Diego, but much, much bigger ambitions across the United States as well. You're gonna get to find out all about Jenny Pocket and all the cool things that she does, and plus some of her future 2019 aspirations as well. Coming up next, so remember to like, comment, subscribe, and share. It's the interview with Jenny Pocket, coming up now on The Raji Rabbit Show. It's good. All right, everybody, welcome to The Raji Rabbit Show. We are back with a very special guest today, DJ Jenny Pocket. I guess just Pocket, Jenny Pocket? Um, so I started Pocket off. Jenny Pocket? <laughs> I know it's either DJ Pocket, DJ Jenny Pocket, Jenny Pocket. At this point, I need to pick something and stick with it. That's probably a good idea. Um, but I was DJ Pocket for a long time, and then you hash, if you click that hashtag, you get everybody. You mm. get, actually, there's a guy in Atlanta who's like a big producer, I think, DJ Pocket. Oh, really? Yeah. So, And then people started calling me Jenny Pocket because if you look at the Facebook, the name says Jenny Pocket. Uh-huh. So people just started putting them like that's not my name and then eventually I was like I'll, I'll run with it so even on my other Facebook it says DJ pocket aka Jenny pocket at some point I'll probably just take off the DJ pocket yeah or if you call me pocket yeah what do you think I, well I like just pocket uh, I thought it was cool and uh, you have the best reason for being named pocket yeah. you know I definitely think you probably out pocket the other pockets that are out there <laughs> Because, it, you know, uh, tell everybody why you're, you were Pocket or um, are Pocket. Yeah, so when I was looking for a DJ name, I was asking all my friends, like, what, what do you think? And, of course, everybody's, oh, you're small, you should do something. So I started looking up, like, synonyms and, you know, thesaurus and all of that kind of stuff. And we were like, someone was like, Pocket. And I'm like, I don't know. I was looking at, which I'm glad I didn't go with, uh, DJ Mini, like M-I-N-I. Oh, yeah. Which also exists. I'm a girl in Canada. So, um <laughs> Yeah, so I didn't know what to, what I wanted to call myself, and then um, my friend was having a party, and this was back like in the MySpace days. Oh shit, yeah. And so it was like DJ Pockets DJ in my party, and I was like, I, I guess that's my name now. Awesome. Well, you know, it's good when you are handed your name. Um, sometimes uh, a lot of people are like like dubbed names, and it doesn't have to be from some like legendary DJ before you or something. Right. You know, uh, it just happens to be something that someone says to you, and then it's there. So it's awesome that you got given your name as yeah. well a lot of people have that happen you know I was just just DJ Raj for a long time and it's funny because some people I don't know how they they found it or just assumed it because I would be playing here in San Diego and I remember a couple flyers came out and I was like why does this shit say DJ Raj I'm not DJ Raj anymore like I, I always thought know. it was DJ Suraj no that's my real name see see you don't know either but no, I, I could have sworn like back in those days when like when we yeah. played at Sway like the flyer would say that yeah uh, pr- maybe I, I would, I'll have to go back and look it, at it. It wouldn't surprise me if they put that on there. But, yeah, it's weird. I don't know. People, I think, read your personal Facebook and then they they, they Or maybe that's where I got that. What, what they will, you know, because that's my real name, you know. And um, so, I don't know. But uh, it's always Raj forever until I came out to California and discovered uh, the rabbit. And so that was, uh, that's, that was, that's how I changed my name. So that's a while back now. It's kind of yeah. wild. But... So I met you playing um, here in downtown San Diego. Uh, was uh, was it the Dollhouse? Um, before it was Dollhouse, it was um, Sway. I played there. For oh like yeah, a that's couple right. Years. That's right. Jeez, forgot it was Sway first. Yeah, Sway. Then it became the Dollhouse, and now it's nothing. I think they just do corporate parties and stuff there. So because above, the above it is above um, it is what is it? Coyote Ugly. And the Keating. 
right? So there's and the like Keating Hotel owns Keating that. Hotel owns so back in the day, it used to be called Minus One, even before Sway, and people would go there. It was mm -hmm. like the after-hour spot. I think that's before I moved out here. Yeah. What was it, a hookah bar or something? No, it was Everything just like Everything that's after-hours here is like a hookah bar now. <laughs> no, a lot of like anything that was underground, like we're, uh, what is it called, basement? Mm -hmm. it, it used to be called, what was below, and you could go down there, and sometimes they'd stay open until three or four, even though you couldn't drink. Yeah. Yeah. Were you one of those three or four late night people? Uh, I would show up and then I'd be like, I'm going home. Like, yeah, just like touch base, and <laughs> say I was there, and then get out. Yeah. Nice, nice. So, when did you, um, when did you start getting into like actually getting gigs and going from like somebody playing somebody's party, somebody's friend's party, to like actually playing your own gigs? Probably 2009 was my first club gig. So I played for like maybe a year at like house parties and stuff, and then. In 2009 was my first club gig um, at, God, now I'm old. Let me tell you all these places that used to exist. <laughs> so when I, remember where AD was? Yeah. Um, before that used to be called Red Circle. Yeah. And so I had a my first couple gigs there, and then I had my first couple gigs at Below. Um, my friend Elliot, who used to be a promoter, who used to book you at Sway. Elliot Thomas, yeah. right? Mm -hmm. He used to have a thing called Wanted Nightlife, and so he would book me to DJ and, you know, I'd bring out my friends and it'd be a, like a good time and then at some point um, that's how I met a bunch of other DJs and so I think from meeting other DJs and them being honest because at that time I probably wasn't very good you know <laughs> like hey why don't you come practice with me um, you know some of the DJs would take me kind of like here you know here's what you can do better so I started like submitting my mixes to other DJs and like give me your feedback you know what do you think and that's when I learned about things like record pools because I wasn't using them uh, nice. So, what did you? Where did you get your music before you found out how like to really get music? Um, things like LimeWire. Remember LimeWire? Why do you remember LimeWire? Yeah, but yeah. quality was so bad. Like, who let me play out loud? Like, why didn't? I mean, maybe it was okay, but I'm sure they had to. So, some of the quality was terrible. There were some good tracks on there too, but that's you know. true. Because I would I would look and see like what the quality was. Yeah, that's when you started learning about bit rate and stuff because you're just like, I'll take that song and you know, why does this one sound like shit, and this one doesn't sound like shit, you know? So then. You know, just even just examining, like, what am I downloading here? What are you downloading? And Eight bar intros. Like, mm -hmm. I didn't know about that. So sometimes I'd be trying to slam the next song into the other one rather than, like, having a nice clean mix. Yeah. So things like that. So I think as I got better and as I started DJing and meeting other people, um, word of mouth was a lot how I got a lot of gigs. Um, I'm independent, but I work a lot with booking agents. So, mm -hmm. like, Sleeping Giant. Um, there's one in Vegas that I work with, which is Deftal. So. Nice. And so um, what about that? transition of like like networking like is it always been easy for you to network with people and kind of like build I mean you know you're yeah. small in stature but <laughs> I mean that's a, th that obviously didn't make you like not a confident person because you're able to approach these people I mean. yeah so part of it I think was because back then and I feel like now I'm doing more of these like four-hour sets where like I'm lucky if I get to see another DJ throughout the night like if it's all, one of those all-day <laughs> kind of places yeah, yeah. Um, but back then I would DJ two hours so I'd meet more DJs that way so it'd be like hey you know do you want to open for me or hey I know this person or they'd recommend me or those types of things um, so back then I think I was a lot more outgoing and probably a lot more hungry than I than I am and that I should be at this point um, but yeah so I would go and meet people and things like that but now with social media, it's a lot easier to kind of be like, okay, I'm not going to go out tonight. I'm going to stay home. I'll just post a flyer. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So speaking of hunger and how it changes as, you know, your career goes on and stuff, what are you most hungry for right now these days? What's um, Right now, probably my biggest thing, and I think it's where you're going is, or I think you know, um, is a couple things, actually. One of them is the female DJ thing. So we recently had that um, event where we had all the female DJs and BPM Supreme. And the Connect. 
the connect um that was huge that was something that i didn't really have a vision for but i knew i was going in that direction of i want to unite the female djs i want to bridge the gap of this idea that there are no women in djing and that if they are they suck or that they're just there <laughs> to be cute or you know whatever yeah. it is that people have this stigma and this idea the misconception and i saw a post um dj shorty posted and it was totally made sense and it she said you know both genders make the assumption that women suck are not good djs oh yeah you that's know? that's the bad yeah i you i've done i've done it i mean the, it, get over the hurdle of it yeah and then you go and you're like wow she's really dope and it, it shouldn't be that surprise mm -hmm. element and even, yeah even today like yesterday i had a gig and I could see people see me like in the window. There's a, there's a girl. Like, yeah, hi, I'm here. Yeah, <laughs> it, yeah. It's 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 weird. Like, you don't. You, I mean, I guess it's it's kind of welcome. Sometimes you're always like everybody likes uh, to be uh, to be uh, admired or like uh, appreciated. I guess you know. So it's cool because I know those people are gonna come up to you and be like, oh my gosh, you're like really really good. And I was walking by and I didn't see you know, I didn't see you and. Um, and until just I passed the window, and now I, I heard it, but then I saw you and your girl, so I was like, this is amazing, she's killing it. Yeah. You know, and, and that sucks, but then again, you're like, oh, thanks, you know, like I love to be appreciated, you know? So. It motivates me to keep going, because I'm like, okay, until, until I can get enough people to fill my shoes, Yeah. then, uh, <laughs> sorry, um, cool, don't worry about it, um, then I feel like I need to keep going. Yeah, like, yep. Definitely. Uh, so when are you going to, um, so you say, uh, hey, we have some comments now. What's up, Jumbo? How you doing? DJ Jumbo hey, in the Jumbo. house. Jumbo, wave to the cameras. Jumbo. <laughs> <laughs> so again, if you guys are listening to this on the audio Apple podcast version, we do release this on YouTube as well. And uh, we actually record live. So right now we're recording live and taking feedback. Uh, so make sure you follow me on Facebook, The Raji Rabbit Show. And when it goes live, you'll get a notification. And that way, you can be a part of it with uh, amazing guests like right now, Miss Jenny Pocket or DJ Pocket in the house. So, <clears throat> breaking the stereotypes and getting down to, you know, really like the next thing. And you're trying to do it for the culture now. You know, you're kind yeah. of, you're, uh, I had some great talks with you before. And, you know, really it becomes like at a point like, oh, this is bigger than me. Yeah. You know, and I think you discovered that. Uh, even before I talked to you about like the, the, the female DJ event, I, I noticed that you did something special. What did you create? Um, so there's actually a couple things that led up to that, but... Um, oh, give me the whole story then. So earlier this year, there was a venue looking specifically for female DJs. They wanted women and specifically open format. So there's a lot of, there's a handful, as you, we met, there's female DJs here, but some of them are, you know, house or drum and bass or, you know, but how many of them are open format, enjoy playing to that crowd. Mm -hmm wasn't a lot so I'm like okay I'm gonna help find these people otherwise they're gonna want me to DJ there like eight days a week you know and yeah and as much as I enjoy it you know you want some yeah something different so anyway so I was looking around like so I'm going to Instagram kind of find people you know search San Diego female DJs SD female DJs like met a couple people found a couple people there but not a whole lot yeah um, so then I met up with a couple of other DJs and we said you know what can we do first we started a Facebook Facebook group it's uh, SoCal female DJs, only for female DJs in the Southern California area, pass off gigs to each other, you know, questions, kind of just that. It's pretty active? No. <laughs> We're small. We're small. We're really small. So, it's I mean, a pocket-sized group. It's a pocket-sized group of DJs. 
Um, and as we were doing that, some promoters came across it and wanted to add themselves to that. And I guess, um, you know, they were, they were declined. So then we said, well, that's when I thought, well, why don't, why don't I put them on something? So um, it's not my page, it's for us. There's a, a SD female DJs on Instagram. Um, if you are a female DJ and you're watching this, uh, let me know so that you can take over and do some posts on there. Um, it's really just for us to get out there because if people are looking for us or they want to know who we are, there, there's a place for it. And you know, maybe later on we'll do something a little more structured, like a website or something like that. But I think Instagram was a better place to do it than Facebook. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I mean, Instagram right now is uh, killing it. It's more popular than Facebook. Uh, I wish that they did the third-party uh, API. That's a nerd talk for. <laughs> I wish people could chat in this box right here and watch us live, but they can only do it on like you know Facebook, YouTube, and Twitch. So there's some other ones too, but then you just start getting like really like nobody's there, yeah. you know. Um, but Instagram is where everybody is, and we could be on Facebook or Instagram Live right now. I could probably prop my phone up and and go live, but you know it's not. Um, as cool as the chat box here yeah. on my little app because we can pop it on the screen and people that are watching YouTube can uh, can see the different comments and stuff like that when we do that so so yeah our, our Facebook page or Instagram um, the Instagram again is not very active because there are so few of us I don't and I think I don't know if the other women feel the same way that I do but it, you kind of run through this back and forth I don't want to brand myself as a female DJ I am a woman I happen to DJ vice versa I'm a DJ who happens to be a woman so I don't want to put it out there in that sense of it but yet you need to know we're here yeah, it's necessary I mean right now you got to play off that I think you have it's it's you kind of have to like you got to to create a place where people can go uh, to uh, appreciate what it is right now you know what I mean so female DJs still can be segmented and appreciated you know as long as it's a great uh, reason for it you know right just like we had the female dj forum right and that was meant for, for women, females yeah. you know but it didn't you know like in a perfect world you're just like why can't we just all just be at a regular forum you know right but you know we wanted to create a space because sometimes when you have everybody all together you know uh, uh certain things can't get don't get highlighted as much as maybe they need to and then not only that, sometimes people don't feel confident um, speaking on all of the things that need to be to, uh, 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 talked about, you know, right. um, in, in that kind of environment, you know. So um, I like, <coughs> uh, for now, I think that sometimes stuff like sense. your Instagram page makes a lot of sense, you know. It makes a lot of sense to be, you know. This is uh, where you can go to check out San Diego female DJs. I mean, it's perfect. It's right there to uh, the location. Right. And I mean, maybe you could even, you know, spread it across and go do, you know, a New York City one or something. Right. You know? And through that, yeah, definitely through that, I think that's helped. And even just hashtagging, like, like I said, I don't like to hashtag. I'm a female DJ, but even doing that, San Diego female DJ or SD female DJ on some of my posts, and people have hit me up. Hey, we were looking for, you know, a female DJ for a women empowerment event or the movie theater they did something for Ocean's 8 so oh wow um, did so, you play that yeah nice played at the movie theater Got nice. I haven't been able to go to the movies but I'm gonna go <laughs> so you haven't seen it they didn't give you a free ticket yeah but I have who has time for movies oh my gosh the busiest busiest woman in, in <laughs> San Diego showbiz no time and a, and a day job uh, Dennis has uh, said that we need more female DJs I agree do you find that there are less uh, people like what do you think stops females from getting into this industry? 
Um, not, I think not knowing people, not knowing enough, not knowing where to get started, maybe not having the confidence. I think if you look at like how guys became DJs, a lot of them it was like their friend was a DJ or their dad was a DJ and somebody they knew was a DJ and they got into it a little bit and then before you know it, they bought their own stuff and made it happen versus I didn't know any DJs. I mean, mm -hmm. I kind of knew a couple growing up, you know, um, friends, friends from high school and stuff like that, but I didn't know any women that were DJs. The first DJ that I ever met that was a female was uh, Gigi when I used to go out back in the day and she was out there. I'm like, wow. Rocking the CDJs. I didn't know what they were called at the time, but she's rocking those. <laughs> nice. Yeah. So, what was your first setup? My first setup, uh, two uh, 1200s and a cheap little $50. I don't even know what brand it was. $50 mixer that that I inherited or that I purchased from like uh, another woman who was. I guess she learned to DJ in uh, the Bay. My sister helped me get that, so I was like, okay, got that. Got my little table. Yeah. And had I didn't even have an Apple computer. I had just whatever my college computer plug that thing in yeah nice so you started on a Windows Windows laptop mm -hmm. yeah very cool very cool so when I when I started uh, playing with uh, what they call um, um, when I started playing with uh, with using um, the time code records you know yeah. and stuff so when I when I started doing that I discovered it was final scratch too and I remember I did a lot of research but I was also you know kind of broke Midwest kid, you know, doing his thing and, and trying to come up and I I was like, okay, everyone says you gotta have a Mac, you know, I'm looking on the you know, Macs or what you have to have. So I had a Mac mini, right? I and a big ass just like a little square. They still make them. Okay. Trying to make me feel old here. <laughs> they still make Mac Mini. So they make a Mac Mini and then um uh, it's uh, the thing is it's not like a laptop where it's got a screen on it. It's just like a computer but it's small. So it's portable. Pocket size. So <clears throat> you could take the Mac Mini, but you have to plug it into a keyboard and a monitor, and you have to have a mouse. Okay, so I think I know where you're going. I had, I carried around a big ass. Like so you before. had a desktop with you. Yes. A small desktop. I did. I bought a small desktop with a big ass monitor. I mean, like it wasn't. It was an, a small monitor, but every monitor had a big width. You know, it was very deep. So I had a shitty, like, a crate. Well, it wasn't shitty. It was a good setup, but I mean, it was a lot to carry with me. You know, when I switched over to time and then you bring your own, your own like turntables or yeah turntables and you know in time code with the final scratch and then your speakers and and your and your and your desktop. Yep. <laughs> yeah. It was. Yeah. It was. That was my first time. So Dennis says uh, we'll go to Dennis here. Shouldn't matter if you're a female or what gender it is, as long as you uh, know how to rock a crowd. Uh, Dennis, I agree with you. And Dennis also used to use a PC first. So DJ Jumbo was a PC person as well. I think it, uh, the same thing that, that women have or the same thing that, that new DJs or younger DJs have, it's a stigma. You see like a young mm -hmm. kid on there and you're like, oh, he's going to suck. Little do you know he's been DJing since he was like 10 and yeah. he, this is his first time in the club because he couldn't go out. Yeah. Or, you know, little things like that. You can make an assumption based on what someone looks like mm -hmm. or the crowd that they run in. They must be a good DJ because they're in this circle. Yeah. Their circle might be good, but they might not be and vice versa. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's dangerous when you get into the assumption land, but uh, yeah, I've, I've seen people, yeah, where you think they're going to be great DJs. I, I've, I've met people who have a great online Instagram. I've met and I get, to, and I see them uh, play out and I'm like, oh no, like you're train wrecking or you don't know how to actually mix a record or something, you know? Right. And I'm like, this is crazy. But then again, what's really, really awesome is I've seen people that, you know, you're like, okay, like, let me check you out here. Like, you know, 
your how many years of experience? And that's okay. the th the part that gets me, and <clears throat> is that sometimes these people that have only been doing it for like you know a short amount of time, they're fucking killing it, and I love that. Right. I love it because it says, look, you know, if you've been doing it for fifteen years, you know, and you're not, you know, like killing it, it's possible. We have to just turn up the the volume because there's someone out there. There's a kid out there that's just or kids plural or young people or you know the, whatever doesn't even matter the age but they just th thrown a lot of passion in you know plus the bonus of having a social media so that's <laughs> the difference between our time coming up right and where, where they are now I mean MySpace only did so much right. you know uh, like it, not every single person in our area was on MySpace when we were on MySpace right there was a lot of people a lot of users but they weren't all in our immediate that's you know circle, city yeah. you know so um, so, uh, the, um, social media helps kids blow up real fast these days, which is awesome, but they're killing it. Like a lot of the, the skills are happening now. There's a lot of places to learn now yeah. online, you know, so you can learn on YouTube, different scratches and stuff. That shit wasn't around when I was, you know, well, they starting. had like DVDs and stuff that you could watch. But the DVDs that I, the DVDs that I saw or watched, they weren't DVDs, they were VHS. Oh, Sorry. So for me, <laughs> so, you're so old. yeah, I'm I'm old. Um, so the VHS uh, were like of the DMC battles, you know, and we'd watch it and just go, holy shit! Like, how did he do? And I mean, the quality—it's all grainy. It's old, you know. It, I it, can't even, even imagine. You know, so you have to kind of look at it and go, what is he doing? How does he, you know, do? So I would I I never learned anything from a DMC tape. I just okay. was wowed by it and inspired by it, but. I couldn't like pause it. You can't. You, you can't fucking pause a VHS. Hey, kind of just has the little waves. The line, exactly. The lines are gonna go through it. It's really bad. So, um, but yeah. So, I've carried many records before in my past. Dennis uh, commenting there that he had the Odyssey LP cases back then. Did you have uh, records? Like, how many records did you have? When you were playing gigs, did you play gigs with records or did you get out of Actually, I never played, I never had to play like a full set until, this was my first year that I played in front of people a whole vinyl set in like 10 years. So I've you, had vinyl. you did a vinyl set recently? Mm -hmm. Really? Um, they have, Where was that at? Uh, at U31, I think they're doing it at different places now, but the Vinyl Frontier, if you look that up, they do. The Vinyl Frontier, is there an Instagram for them? I'm sure, yeah, it's a, I think it's the Vinyl Frontier. Nice. Um, they do it, I want to say quarterly, mm -hmm. they just had one, I think last weekend, where you can go purchase vinyl, and then they'll have like several DJs throughout the day just playing vinyl, so it's kind of cool. Nice. Um, so no, I, I didn't care, like I used to carry like maybe three or four records, so that when you switch out with the next DJ, I would put, even when there was like, you know, rolling things out and stuff, like I just felt better putting a record on there, mm -hmm. so that, all right, I'm out. So did, how, how long was your recent vinyl set, when you did an all vinyl set? Uh, I think it was about an hour. Nice, nice. How many pieces, of, how many records did you carry with you? I think I brought, like, I just brought one little, like, thing. Like, I kind of pre-planned my set because mm -hmm. I didn't want to have to carry so much. So I'm going to say no more than, like, 30 mm -hmm. records if it was, like, an hour set. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So can you guys imagine out there, especially if you're watching this and you've never played on vinyl, that we would have to have, uh, like, imagine a request. I mean, you guys get pissed now. Some people get pissed now about... No requests, you know. Oh, right. no requests, you know. I'll like take requests. <laughs> At least you can search your requests right now and say, <laughs> you know, okay, what do you want? You know, you want this, you know, uh, Twenty One Savage song? I can type it in and it pops well, up. Well, people you know? get mad though. Like people get mad at like, oh, play my song. Like you don't have whatever the new hit song. Like you don't have it if you don't have vinyl. When you had right. vinyl, yeah. Still, like they still get mad at it now. Like, sorry, I don't have that song. And like, 
Well, you have a computer, fix it. <laughs> yeah. um, it doesn't work that way, lady. Yeah, and not only does it not work that way, I mean, it, it, it's a request is optional, you know? And right. a request is like, if I get that on, it's, you know, I'll try. I don't hate, I actually don't hate requests, you know? Um, me, personally, I don't. I like them a lot. Uh, sometimes it's great. It's a helping hand. I think you know? so. So it's like, if, if you someone requests a song and they have their wits about them, you know, it's not just like that one drunk cowboy that wants to hear, you know, <laughs> a, a slow cowboy song, you know what I mean, a country song, you know, in a bar full of people that aren't there for that. You know, you have to read the crowd and you will get those crazy requests. But to me, a lot of times it helps. I'm like, oh, hell yeah, that's a good one. I'll look it up and I'm like, yeah, that fits in, you know, in the next couple songs I want to play. Okay, dope. Yeah, sure. Thanks. Yeah. Thanks for the help. That's how I feel about it. I, I like requests sometimes. sometimes. One, if they're polite, right? Hi, who, can you play this by this person? Great. It's even better when they think of something that you haven't played in so long. You're like, that's a great one, until you go back and you're like, I don't have it on my new computer. <laughs> yeah, you forgot to add it. Um, but it, it does. It helps you kind of, you know, read the crowd, maybe get something that you weren't thinking of. But then there's, like you said, there's people who think that they paid money to get in the club or the bar, mm -hmm. and you need to play to them because they are the crowd. Yeah. And... Yeah, again, just be polite. I think, you know, and if he did, doesn't have what you want, come back maybe 10 minutes later, forget what you really might have, and if they don't have it, maybe yeah. you're at the wrong bar. Yeah, and if you do make a request, a little tip for anybody out there that wants to make a request, think of a couple songs in your head. That way you're not... Speaking well, of tip. Oh, yeah. Tip. <laughs> a tip will also help you get your song on faster, so a monetary investment will help you, but if you're out there watching and you or listening to this podcast and you do want to go up to a DJ, think of a few songs. So if you think of three songs and they're not, and look at the crowd, where are you at? You know, where, where are you at? You know, and if your request matches the type of music that the DJ is playing, it's just a song you haven't heard, you know, then think of three songs that you want to hear and that way you can ask a DJ, hey, I'd hate to bother you, you know, I, or, you know, especially if they acknowledge you. If they look over at you and give you the, the you know, little head nod or something, then we're pretty approachable at that point, you know? Yeah. But uh, then, you know, you go up, and if I don't have the song or someone doesn't have the song, then you have two other backups right there. You're not just like, oh, man. And the worst, what's one of the worst for you as far as, like, uh, ways to request? To me, and I made a song about it with my wife you made uh, a, a long time ago. It? Yeah, it's called Play Something <laughs> Good. Oh, yes, I know where you're going with that. Yeah, it's so saying to me, play something good is like the worst. Or just, no, that. It's so not specific at all. Like, what do you mean something good? It's good. Other people are dancing to this. This record's made millions of dollars for somebody. Or something with a beat. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm pretty sure, I don't, I can't think of one song that doesn't have a beat. Yeah, every song has a beat. Well, what makes me really mad is play something I can dance to, and it'll be a fast song that's playing right now. I'm like, no, the tempo is fine. You just don't like this song, you know what I mean? <laughs> and the song that you want is, to me, the most hard, the most hard to dance to right. thing, because it's like a 50 beats per minute track, you know? Like you're just in your imagination, double timing, so you can twerk, you know, in a, in a way <laughs> that, you know, is is good for you. But I think but it's thinking both sides though. Like we're we're telling them like, don't do this, don't do that, or this is, you know, look at the crowd, think of these things. But then you put yourself in their shoes. Like they're not a DJ, they don't know. They're here with their 10 friends and it's somebody's birthday. Mm -hmm. And they're just thinking, man, you're playing house and I want to hear hip hop right now. Mm -hmm. Again, you know, just think about where you are, be polite. And if it's an, if it's an open format place, like mm -hmm. cool, like 
let's switch yeah. it up. Yeah. But if you're at a house club and that's all they're playing, then you guys probably went to the wrong place. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. So uh, back in Indiana, there's a good buddy of mine named uh, DJ L. L. Murder Blocks. Loritz Corsi, he just asked a question and a uh, longtime friend of mine. He says, what's your favorite BPM to play? Hmm. I would say right now I'm kind of enjoying like the 105s, like kind of not too much like of a twerk, almost moon baton, kind mm -hmm. of in between there. Nice. Um, but it, it changes all the time. Yeah? Yeah. Nice. So uh, that's a good question. Let's keep the questions coming. And remember, if you're listening to this on the audio version of the podcast or the pre-recorded version that I will issue later on YouTube that uh, this was recorded live. So we have a live audience and uh, it's recorded like Roseanne or something, live in front of a studio audience, <laughs> you know? So it's if you- It's now called the Connors. The, uh, yeah, the Connors, you're right. <laughs> and what do you think about that? Isn't that crazy that yeah. they dropped her from you the know, show? You know, I didn't watch the new stuff and- Really? I, no. Did you like the old stuff? Yeah, back in like the, the 90s. You, did, you watched it? When it ended? Back then? Yeah. I loved that Obviously show when I was so just much. a baby, right? And I loved when you were, when you were a baby. <laughs> You heard about the show, so you you know researched it. Um, it's obviously no. I used to. I mean, it was ahead of its time, right? Being like, mm -hmm. well, that and like you had like uh, what is it? Not the Bundys. What are they called? Married with Children. Like those were like the yeah. the, the outcasts. Oh, Married with Children. You couldn't make that anymore these days. No, because it's. I mean, you could, but no. You think they could make that? They had the the he. What was it? The. Uh, no ma'am. Oh yeah. No ma'am was their club of just dudes that just didn't like what the, to do what the women said. So they'll do a reboot, but they'll do it opposite. So we're like. Oh, uh, the ladies. So the lady works at the shoe store, and she she's bringing home the bread. Yeah. And she hates her, and she hates her husband. Yeah. Turn around. You're right. You're right. There you go. So Hollywood, if you're out there, remake Married <laughs> with Children, but get the girl the lead role. That's a good. That's a good little concept. It's kind of what they're doing with a lot of. I think Twenty One Jump Street's doing the same thing. Yeah. They're gonna do like the women are the cops and I haven't heard that's all I know so yeah, is it a movie new movie yeah you watched 21 Jump Street I haven't seen any of the new movies I haven't seen any of the all new right, it came out in the oh on the recent okay yeah so they re recently did it with Jonah Hill and what's his Channing name Tatum. Channing Tatum I always say it backwards Tatum Channel <laughs> so wait 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 so but they did that but I heard the next one is going to be a crossover yeah so it'll be opposite so I think they did two like that and then they, they're going to do a third one yeah. Where it'll be two women? I don't know who they no. are. No. Is that what they're doing? I heard it was going to be a crossover with Men in Black. Oh. Which is even more off the Okay, now I feel like we're just making stuff up. No. Don't listen to us. I don't know. Does I anyone know anything out there about what's going the on? The last time I went Jump to the Street? movies was uh, like probably 2017-ish. Yeah. Last year. There's Netflix. You just go watch it on Yeah. Yeah. That's true. I don't know. Plus, you know, it's like <clears throat> safety and stuff. Like now, some people, people are scared to just go in public these days. Do you find uh, that the climate of, like, uh, do you find that there's, like, less people going out now? Um, no, I don't think, th I mean, I could be wrong. I don't think that changes it because, I don't know, we're so, things happen and people, the next day, it's like, I don't know. Yeah. Or you think we're just over it now. So you have, the, like, like, so much bad stuff has happened, we're kind of, like, desensitized Well, and you it. don't think, I mean, I know stuff happens in the bars and the clubs and things like that, but you mm. just don't think about it. Like, although I will think about those things and be like, all right, where's the nearest exit? How do I head into this DJ booth? And it's sad that we have to think like that, but yeah. I, I definitely do. Really? Like so it's affected you like that? So you really think about that stuff? Yeah. I went to the Ice Cube concert where when the we didn't know what was going on. You heard about uh, that? Uh, yeah, the shots at uh, Del Mar, right? There was a, yeah. In San Diego, for people that don't know, in San Diego, there was a Ice Cube concert, and uh, there was a guy who, 
I guess couldn't get in or his ticket yeah. was something happened. It was outside, right outside of the concert, but uh, it's a big racetrack and fairground type of thing. And um, the, he he brought took a gun out, brandished a gun, even though there were cops there, and he got shot dead. No, I think he, he shot no. too, didn't he? No, shot he's, in the air? nobody died. Well, that's nobody died. No, they shot the guy. I, that's what I was hearing when I was sitting there really? from like strangers, but no. You have to Google it now. I'm, I don't know. I but to I'm going to say he lived because I like to think happy endings. I think he's dead. Happy endings. I think he's dead. Happy endings. Um, but he's a bad guy. He brought a gun out. He's just an idiot. Sorry, just guys. Just an idiot. Um, but yeah, so I was there the when that happened. The kind heart of Jenny Pocket. But you were there, so that's got to be scary, right? Well, I thought about it before when I was like, no, like, you're just, okay, well, where's the exit if we need it? Like, mm -hmm. the right behind us was like a, um, like a chain link fence that they mm -hmm. just put up for the event. Mm -hmm. So I was like looking around and then literally like the people were like, oh yeah, there's cop cars passing by and I'm like, huh, what's going on? Yeah. And I was like, all right, if something goes down, where do I hide? Have you ever DJed in a club or a bar when there's been a fight? Oh yeah. Yeah? Yeah, and it, it sucks when the security's not paying attention. Yeah, so what do you do when there's a fight? So, well, I'm thinking specifically of this one time where I would DJ, and this was like years ago, but I DJed at this bar on like a Wednesday night, and it was sometimes busy, sometimes not, and there was like maybe two security guards, and there was a fight right in front of me. I'm looking around, security's like in the front, just having a nice conversation. Oh my gosh. And, uh, and I'm like, okay, what do I do? Obviously, one, I can't stop it, two, Okay, I'm just gonna shut off the music. Shut off the music. I'm like, somebody's gonna look this way to see like what happened to the DJ, <laughs> and, and then eventually they stopped it. But yeah. that was, I mean, that's really. I guess they could have gone on the mic, but I probably didn't have one, mm -hmm. or I didn't want to be like, hey, everybody, there's a fight. Let's check it out. Like, I don't. Yeah, it could bring more attention to it though. Yeah, you know, so I, well. I just turned off the music and. I've just uh, I just go security, security. If if I have a mic, you know. Did they respond Otherwise. to that? Yeah, I just just security. They didn't understand what security means. <laughs> I just say the word, and then you know, that way I'm just like I'm not getting too much uh, uh, extra attention to where it is, you know. Do like so. a shout out, like security in the house. You know, bottom left corner of the dance floor, there's a guy fighting. No, yeah, I don't, I don't really point <laughs> out that where they are. It could bring more fights to it, you know. Sometimes it's like the Wild West where like people just start brawling for no reason. It's like you're not even in this fight. Why did you pick up a chair? It doesn't make sense. Because <laughs> they're drunk and they think it's fun. I guess I don't understand. But, um, so yeah, sometimes DJing can be dangerous as well. Um, do you think that that could be another reason you see like maybe like uh, a difference in the, the, uh, the genders? Maybe, I, I really just think it's the lack of knowledge and the lack of the, the, the circle and the connections. And the inspiration. Right, because I've met mm -hmm. so many people like, oh, I want to learn how to DJ, okay, cool. Like, let me either, you know, hit me up or mm -hmm. I'll direct you to people who I know who teach, you know, and mm -hmm. then it's kind of like, uh, and it maybe too, it's like a confidence thing too. Like I wanted to DJ before I could DJ. Mm -hmm. How much money does it cost to invest? I yeah. guess now you could probably do it a lot cheaper. But yeah. you know, investing, then being like, all right, I'm gonna do this in front of people. People stare at me while I play things and could yeah. you know. So I think that could be a part of it too. I mean, I really don't know. Maybe they're not committed enough at this point. Well, what are you gonna do? Would you like to do something that maybe inspires more? People like have you ever thought about doing stuff for kids or like little like uh, yeah. you know charity events or something like that like in that's probably that's probably on the list like I've I've found a couple of groups that do that like mostly like in L A or New York or Miami but where they teach girls like how to do producing and how to do all these different things so 
maybe coordinating with them. Um, I definitely want to do a couple events in 2019, kind of like what we did, but bringing the, the girls together and maybe just the ones that exist now to be, you mm -hmm. know, how can we get better? Yeah. And building that network, though. You, and, you know? know, and then some of those people that we met are, you know, are aspiring DJs that mm -hmm. now I see are DJing or doing more, or, you mm -hmm. know, people have met them and... Have you kept in touch? Did you meet anybody? Uh, well, I know you met a lot of people <laughs> new at, what, yeah. at what, what we did at the Female DJ Forum this earlier this year. Uh, did you keep in contact with them? Um, yeah, I mean, all of us, I think, have connected through social media. Mm -hmm. And so even now, um, like some of the DJs I'll see, like out in Hillcrest when I DJ out there. And so, yeah, I kind of stay connected. Um, starting this year when I started kind of connecting, putting together these social networks or whatever, working with them, um, like DJ Stacy, who mm -hmm. is big in like the mobile Super scene. awesome, yeah, um, super awesome. And uh, if you follow her page, she's actually doing a lot herself to uh, improve from going from a mobile DJ to now learning how to do turntable, you know, use turntables and things like that. Mm -hmm. Because mobile DJs, you, you know, it's a lot easier to carry yeah. controller. So yeah, so her, um, I met DJ Zareen, who's now, you know, DJing a lot more in the Hillcrest scene, so it's mm -hmm. cool. Nice, nice. Hi guys, if you're out there. Hello, if you're watching. And hopefully uh, you will. Um, so, all right. So, what about um, your 2019? And like, where um, are you planning to go outside of San Diego for shows? Or yeah. Are you, yeah? I, I, that's that's the plan. I think you know this last probably two years. I've been really grateful to be able to play pretty much every weekend. You know, I think one time my goal was to DJ. You know, four times a week, full time job, four times a week. That was a bad idea but I made it happen mm -hmm. <laughs> um, I think now what I want to do is maybe be a little more selective in the gigs that I take you know maybe a little bit more nightclubs and, and some of the bars that I enjoy playing at but really getting time to um, to maybe network outside of San Diego mm -hmm. um, I, w I recently went to LA and met uh, a bunch of other females at another networking event and mm -hmm. there's hundreds of DJs in LA um, so definitely getting out more I don't have any specifics as to where yet mm -hmm. um, taking more time so I can improve my skills because if I can't really push it on anybody else until I can do it better. So like my big, big goal at some point before I retire will be to like do a Red Bull 3 style. Oh, nice. Really? Yeah. Really? Yeah. Very cool. So, so what's some of your turntablist inspirations, no matter the, uh, no the, matter gen the gender? The gender. I mean, I think right now a lot of the, the and it's probably just because of what I'm seeing like on the social scene is like um, people like DJ Shorty or Analyze or Patty Clover or uh, Jay Espinoza and Miles Medina, like just watching their sets and being like, wow, like I need to take time to do this because I've done competitions before. I enjoy them. They really like give me an opportunity to get better um, and be creative. Cause that's really where it started, right? Like mm -hmm. you can DJ all you want at some point. You gotta like, if you DJ too much, you, you lose that creativity. At least I do when I work 40 hours a week plus, yeah. you know, you know, a couple nights on the weekends. Mm -hmm. so. So let's, uh, you kind of mentioned there about just working 40 hours a week and stuff. So obviously we don't want to create any stalkers out there, but <laughs> uh, so you don't have to say where you work, but um. you know, so balancing uh, a job outside of just DJing as well, um, you know, like how, how do you, what are the challenges, you know what I mean, to yeah. your personal life, you know, and all that stuff, like yeah. doing, because that's a lot of time. Um, naps help a lot. <laughs> Um, no, just I think it's it's making time for it too. So like taking like uh, this month I'm taking a couple days off. Next month I'm going to take a couple days off just to breathe, to have personal my own personal life, um, and then also you know during the week like if I get off at work and I'm home around you know five or six, 
then either A, I'll go, you know, go work out and kind of have my time or, you know, go back to the, the, the DJ's booth in my, my little house and, you know, work on stuff there. Um, it's just planning, too. Mm -hmm. Because if you don't plan it, like, I'll be like, okay, every day, every day, five days a week, I'm going to do 10 minutes of scratching. And I know if I book myself for 10 minutes, it's going to be like an hour or at least 30 minutes. But then you're like, all right, so we could get there and then I'm tired. So I, I think just taking time to for myself a little bit more. Yeah. So that I can do that. Nice. So do you, are you a big schedule person? Like, do you like put everything on this calendar? So it's like, okay, workout, uh, you know, practice DJing. Not you know. as much as I should, because if I do, I will do it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I heard that. If you schedule it, it gets done. It's something I heard the other day, and I, I really like that saying. I, uh, I have not scheduled more than anything else after hearing that but i need to <laughs> well think about it time passes so today is december what 17th yeah so years flown by I, I i i have no idea like so much stuff has passed but if i would have put okay so today i have you know the roger rabbit show tomorrow i have a family event and you know wednesday i'm doing my christmas shopping like i've got to get those things done otherwise it, it's going to be christmas and i'm, I'm I did you just say i think she just said christmas shopping it's december 17th it's December 17th, and you haven't done all your Christmas shopping. Like 85% of it? 85%? Yeah. Come on now. You're living on the edge. <laughs> no. You're I, living on the edge. Quick. DJ Pocket lives on the edge, everybody. No. I did go. I did did, I did most of it uh, on Black Friday. So you have the big gifts. Majority of stuff. Major, major, you are living dangerously. So what happens if this, what if like the, El, if? the Tickle Me Elmo doll that you're about to go out for so this turbo <laughs> man doll is not there. My niece is good, and I don't have kids, so my niece is good. Um, we just got to make sure, like, we'll be fine. I'll, okay. You and I and I have Friday night off, so worst case scenario. Oh, and Saturday. See, there's so many days left, and I have it already planned in my schedule that I wrote down in my head. It's gonna happen. Okay. I wish you luck on that. Right. Uh, one of our uh, viewers, Eric, has. And then uh, thank you, Eric, because there's Amazon. And yeah. you can get, with Prime, you can get shipping, like, whenever, I don't know, a day or two. Yeah. <laughs> you are just not worried about anything. You know, I think that's interesting as well, is just, like, how much, uh, you know, the Internet has changed everything, from DJing to just how we are now, like, confidently ready to buy anything. Like, there's not even, there's no urgency anymore at all for anything. I mean, even, like, on demand, right? Now, like, you can watch this show live. Now, the only difference is that you can be a part of it, but you can still see this show later on, right? right? And so anything is not urgent anymore. The sports game, unless you just don't want your friend to text you being, at, being an asshole and ruin it, you know? But, like, you don't have to see anything live. Yeah. You don't have to hurry up to buy a gift. The Internet has changed all of that. I mean, and there's stores. Like, I'm real, and maybe because I don't stress over, like, I know I'm going to be fine. Worst case scenario, there's the 23rd. The 23rd. <laughs> I thought it's you were gonna tell me I have so much time. Don't worry about it. You do not have a lot of time, and it, to me, lunch I, breaks. Time, lunch breaks are for shopping. Maybe I don't know. I'm so, I'm so busy and so like, I, it's it's insane. That's time, why you this, need a scheduler because if you're year, traveling, yeah, this year has flown by. I seriously remember January when I had an all staff meeting and we were talking to like uh, you know the team, uh, and and just going over like you know what we want to do in the year. I remember that clearly. Do you guys have like a calendar somewhere where everybody knows what's happening? That is uh, something I have. Uh, I have, you know, projects kind of up and about and stuff, but um, but yeah. I'm visual. I have to see it. Like I want to, like I would want right a there. big board. I want a big, big board on that wall right there that says, all right, um, January 15th, we're doing this. Let's plan it. 
See, you're the, that's the project manager in you. I, <laughs> I don't, uh, yeah, uh, that's, that's, it's digitally there. I have a file like that, but yeah, you know, maybe like a running, Some people like prefer a running, it on their phone. A running ticker board or something, you know, like uh, on the wall or like something. Like they say, like vision boards. If you see mm -hmm. it every day, it'll happen. Yeah, uh, yeah. The vision boards are cool. Do you have, do you have a, a no. I oh, hey, wait, wait, wait. Okay. Eric with a good question. What DJ gear would she want for Christmas? And I'll put part two up here. If she could have any DJ Ooh. gear at all. Well, now now we're wishing on on things. Hope my boyfriend's listening. Um, <laughs> just kidding. Uh -oh. No, um, these you can't see in here, but these are, uh, what is it, Range 12? Yeah, we have them. Dope. Have you been on them yet? I have. I was playing with them last time I was here. Oh, nice. Yeah. Those are, if not, honestly, like, I'd, all I really, really want is, which I probably will buy before the year ends because of that whole taxes thing and mm -hmm. you got to have expenses and yep. stuff. Um, the S9. I really want the S9. Nice. But I played on the other mixer. What mixer is that? The 72. I played on that. That's pretty cool. I like that it has the waveforms there. Yeah. You can, is it USB? Like, can I stick my little thing in there? And oh, no, you can't, like, just play the thumb drive. I've never done that before, no. but... No, I can't play the, just the thumb drives on it, but it's amazing. I mean, everything about the, uh, the, the thing is completely, like, digital and analog, so, like, you can dial in, like, your crossfader curve to the number, you know? Yeah. So there's a number to it, so you can, you can, you know exactly that that's the setting you want. So if you go to a club and they have the 72 as well, right, you could just put that crossfader curve on it and it's going to be exactly like w what it is. You yeah, know? I, I liked it too because because I'm learning to scratch in the digital age, I see waveforms, so I was like trying to scratch on it. Mm -hmm. and I, I didn't have to look at the computer, it was just like in front of me like, all right, Yeah, cool. yeah, the waveforms are amazing. There's a lot of great technological leaps going on right now uh, in the, the DJ world and I like that. I love when people do something a little bit different, you know, Yeah. Uh, because so much of the stuff is like, the same, especially if you look at controllers. I mean, you know, it's kind of almost like been the same for a while now. Like, That's true. You know? And then this, I think this mixer really kind of brought something different to the table, you know. And now a lot of things are showing the waveform in them, but like this is a really clean look. It's it's very high definition. Yeah, I like it. I, I definitely am into it. Um, but I probably I'll probably go with the S9. And then, of course, something will happen and it'll phase out because I have my 57 if anybody wants to buy it. Um, <laughs> $30. <laughs> How much would $8,000. It's got, it's got um, sentimental value. Sentimental value. Um, no, I don't know. I, I definitely have to, to move on from that because the only way I can so use at, it. So at home, you're using a 57. And the only way I can use it, yes. She needs a new mixer. Everybody, we're starting a, <laughs> Go a, a GoFundMe right now for her new mixer because... 57 is his it's, it's historical now are you judging me there um <laughs> i did i judged you a bit on your equipment um i have to use my old laptop that has scratch live on it because i'm not and i don't have serato dj pro or whatever it is now because i'm i'm still stuck in those days where like you don't upgrade until you have to i know somebody yell at me for that too no. 72 over the s9 yes no? you say Se no 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 i i agree Oh. I, I like the. Uh, what's, I like what's the price difference? Like eight hundred dollars? I don't <laughs> think it's that much. Yeah, she still uses Scratch Live. That's right. Only <laughs> on certain. Uh, there actually is a gig I play where they have. Mm -hmm. I, I have to use Scratch right. Live. Now that's one thing that sucks is sometimes like there's a lot of venues that still like they don't replace shit until it's the wheels have completely fell off the product. You know. And sometimes they don't know because we don't tell them. That's the other part too. No. 
I doubt someone hasn't bitched on it. DJs bitch a lot. I don't. I, I'll be like, oh, you give me one turntable and Sketch Live, I will make this work. And you I do. Like I do. Hot I, will, I will make it car. work. You're like clacking wires together to get I've shit to I've played on internal mode when I've had to. Like, <laughs> and, you, and you just do it with a smile on your face. You're too kind. You can't, you're too kind. I, on it. I know. One of these days. Well, Eric is a late bloomer, too, as Eric says that he just switched two months ago. Yeah, it took. Uh, I actually bought the 57, like, I think the year they announced, short, shortly before they announced <laughs> the end of Scratch Live. Like, it was 2014 or oh, 13. Oh, no. yeah. I think it was 2013 or 14 was when they mm -hmm. announced that they were done with it. Yeah, but they gave you, like, a year heads up. Yeah, it was a little bit more. So I was like, oh, well, in 2015, I'll just, I'll just go back to vinyl. That's it. That's all. Damn. You were just ready to just go back to vinyl. I, I, I think you get to a point, and, and maybe, I don't know, some of the older DJs feel the same way. It's like, I don't want to learn this new stuff. Like, let me, yeah. just, let me just play. But I, I do enjoy it, and I do like the new stuff because you can do so much. It's just overwhelming, the, you know, the tone play and all of the other stuff that's so yeah. cool. And you're like, wait, I'm just learning how to scratch. I'm just learning <laughs> how to beat juggle. <laughs> yeah. You know? Yeah. Well, I think that the I, I, I love technology. I, I like to kind of learn it. I never master it because I've not been like a DMC guy or anything like that. But I like to like play with it and go, okay, I know what this does. I can tell it to you. I can explain it. I can sell it to you because a lot of times my background over the past few years has been, you know, well, for a long time actually has been in music retail before I am where I am now. Yeah, and, I know uh, it. So, yeah, I had to know it so that I could show it and then sell it. And, uh, you know, I let them do the magic on it, you know. So... He said, uh, Eric would still use the 57 if he could mod and upgrade the USB. So basically, uh. the only reason that they dropped the, the, um, the only reason that the 57 stopped being usable is because it's USB 1. And so if you think about all of the stuff that, and all the communication back and forth between the hardware and the computer that has to happen now with tone play and all this stuff, you know, uh, the audio quality as well, you know, because it's a higher bit rate and stuff. It's, it's a, it's, it can't be done through USB one, you know, not done the right way. Because what's the what's the other thing that people would complain about is like if the shit doesn't work. Like right now, there's still people who don't switch to Swato DJ because they're like, oh no, that shit won't work, you know, or I, that shit doesn't work on me, or it crashes on me, you know. Mm -hmm. And that reputation is so hard to to come back from, you oh, know. Yeah. They have a few bad releases, and then people are just like immediately like, no, don't upgrade, fuck that. Swato <laughs> you know? DJ one point nine point. 10 or yeah, something that's what I'm on and then they get hated you know on the, like like as soon as they release an update they, they you figure it out you get used to it and then at some point you just have to buy the new hardware and, mm -hmm. or the new software or whatever yeah, yeah. It, you you do have to um you know I I'm loving the DJ game right now in the DJ world there's a lot of exciting stuff there's you know all the competitions all the people working hard doing that it's super fun to watch I wish I could have the time to, to make a routine because <laughs> yeah. I think that's it you know like you said you would you know maybe you're going to carve out a little less gigs and spend some time yeah. on, on creating a routine right what's uh, what's your favorite like thing to learn like where you just really like in like technical scratching like what is it that you want to be what's as you evolve I think I want to I mean honestly I want to be able to do it all I, when I did competitions in the past I, I kind of used the idea of uh like wordplay, like to me, that's just easier to do. Like once you're listening to your song, I'm like, oh, I, and you think of this song, 
that that to me is what I enjoy. So now I want to learn more of the technical. Like I want to mm -hmm. be able to scratch right now. I can do like some baby scratches and some chirps and you know little things here and there. But I want to be able to do it not only clean but be able to move on so that I can do more routines with it. Mm -hmm. um, and then I'll move. Then I'll move on to tone play because you take on too much, then you just yeah overwhelm yeah. yourself or you get sloppy. Right. Right. Exactly. You know, I, you do like a little a little half-ass tone play, and then go with some other half-ass thing. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. So, um, what's your timeline for trying to get into like a DMC or something? Have you set it in stone? You know, if I wrote it down, I probably would make that happen. Right. Write it down. Um, Help her right now. Everybody out there watching, should it take her one year or should it take her two years? Should it take her three months? How long should she give herself? To get ready for the DMC, just to oh DMC, I, I or think for no, for, well, that's too hard for competition, <laughs> I think, or even or like th th the Goldies style. too, right? The Goldies, the Goldies now Awards is, is dope, kind yeah. of moving itself up as yeah, it's um, dope. The same as like the Red Bull. What are ways she has tried to learn her scratches? Okay, so uh, Eric asks, what? How have you tried to learn scratches? Are you getting real mentorship, or are you? Doing I've been online? doing it a lot of my own or online, like trying to watch different tutorials, but. Um, I've been thinking I need to, to probably work with someone and like get a mentor, someone who teaches, um, take some classes, even though they're like, well, you've been doing this for 10 years and you can do the basics, why do you need classes? I'm like, oh, I need classes. But some of it too is just accountability. Mm -hmm. Like, all right, you're gonna be in here 10 minutes. All right, all right, do it again. Okay, that sucks, do it again. Like, I need someone to put me, Yeah. just to show. I up do, do really well when I have someone that makes me accountable for something, you know? Like, I, like I'll go, and switch it into a different topic, but you talk about accountability, and uh, it's uh, go to school. He says, "Go to Eric says, go to school." He promises it'll be worth it. Um, so he said, "Give yourself one year as well." So he's in the one year club. So you have he wants you to give yourself one year All right. well, before you get into the. So not this not this time around, but the next time around. Twenty twenty, the so return podcast. You're going to be back on the Roger Rabbit show. Talking about the fact that you're gonna everybody go watch mine. Isn't that what they have to do? You have to like watch their mix. Well, but you know the Goldies is in November, so maybe if you give yourself 11 months, you can, you can do uh, right. Goldies next year. All right, all right. I just gotta now I have to set on the calendar days to actually go practice and do those things. Cause I mean I've done like some local ones, but it, it's not the same. Yeah, yeah. Hey, there's another one coming up. I know. Yeah. I, I, I may be entering. You should do that one. Yeah, for sure. And then just continue to like just keep rising up. Learning them skills. Because even though it's even if sometimes there are like popularity contests or how many mm -hmm. people you can bring or things like that, but I think it's still good to get yourself to go to those things because it does make you better, you know. Mm -hmm. Definitely, uh, you can see what you did wrong. So if you know you got them on the technical skills, you can say, "Well, shit, they brought five people and they cheered for them right there. Maybe I need to get five friends of mine off their ass, if they can, <laughs> you know." Or whatever, you can jump around. Okay. I'm not going to bring the party bus, you know. Yeah. That I'll, I'll let the the 22 year old do that. But yeah. but I'm going to bring what I can bring, and if it if it helps me in some way, shape, or form, mm -hmm. or at least again back to the goal of, oh wow, women are women can actually DJ. Yeah, that would be a good statement. It would be really good to have a female DJ or two in that yeah. upcoming contest that's going on here. Yeah, the one that I did, the first one that I did, I was the only girl. Oh wow, what was the first uh, battle that you did? I want to say it was 2013. I did um, one at Dave and Buster's. It was like it, was, it went on for like I think eight weeks or something mm -hmm. like that, or 16 people. And so I made it down to the end, which was fun. Nice. Um, I think I played in that one and I lost. It was whack. I was whack. I'm not a battle DJ, but I just <laughs> did it to do it. Um, but uh, <laughs> you know, uh, so 
Yeah, about accountability and discipline, though, I think that's that's right. I am way better at stuff when I have somebody to like, kind of like, share my failure or my success with. So like uh, years ago when I was in Indiana, like I, I was physically like super duper fit, did karate, love seeing everybody in class, absolutely love it. Look forward to going to it like every every damn day. You yeah. know what I mean? It was fun, and it was like just more of like a, it was a fun activity, you know. And then, uh, you know, came to California, got rid of all my, like, routines, you know, and you, you get rid of routines and regular uh, things that you do on a schedule, it starts falling apart, you know. And then, uh, so, you know, then I got back on the ball and I started seeing a personal trainer for a couple of years. It was dope, dope. Shout out to uh, Natalie if she is watching or if she watches the podcast after I post it. She is a great trainer here in San Diego. But I got this job and uh, you know this has been a great everything's been great except for physical fitness. Like eating went to shit uh, and then uh, accountability just because I didn't see her every week. You know when you would eat like shit she, you'd, you would have to go face up to her. You know your personal right. trainer. Like, accountability. Yeah. You'd be like yeah what'd you eat? Well fuck I fucked up and then it would get you back on it. So I think you can do the same thing with scratching and getting yeah. battle ready, you know, you should you should like contact like somebody like uh, like Vect or something like that. And I'll make like, something happen. Yeah, one of those uh, battle guys and see if they can do some online classes. Cause a lot of them are doing that now too. Skype yeah, stuff. Online classes. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I think I think I just need real life, and I know I can go. I just got to make it happen. Mm -hmm. And again, planning and the same thing like how you're saying like if you're traveling so much, you have so all these things going for you. Everything's in place. It's like okay if you don't take time for yourself then you're not going to have time later to do all these other things so if I don't take time to practice and guess what it's going to be 2020 I'm like I want to do a yeah. Red Bull and, and yeah oh, so now you've put this out in the public though I so know, this right? is this is the big thing all right 2020 I'm going to apply till then I'm going to practice all right everybody watching and so Raj is going to uh, eat better and work out more in 2019 yeah there you go so we have a I don't believe dual <laughs> She, she doesn't believe me. She just said it, and she doubts Natalie. me. Natalie. She doubted me immediately. I'm, we're calling Natalie. I'm calling Natalie. You should get her <laughs> on your next podcast. I, I should. Natalie, if you're watching, uh, you should be on the podcast. So let's talk about health, because you're a pretty healthy person. Pocket Staying pocket-sized for years <laughs> now. Uh, how have you stayed healthy uh, throughout this DJ world? Because, I mean, it's the land of free drinks, and it's, you know. Yeah. And even free bad food, bar food, you know. That's... I prevalent. think part of it is professionalism. The other part of it is I went to school for health. Uh, I do IT for a health company, so I'm surrounded by a lot of people who are really focused on health. So um, mm -hmm. I did a half marathon, which I never thought I could do. Wow. So uh, just that, just kind of being aware. Yeah. But still, still drink here and there. Yeah. So when did you do your marathon? Uh, last year, 2017. 2017. How did you have to train a lot for yeah, it? Yeah, I trained for about like six months. I couldn't even run a mile before that. Oh, wow. So six months of training. So see, you could have been like DMC that's, ready. That's honestly, and because they say, uh, I barely started getting the podcast and I listened to one of, because everybody says Joe Rogan's the one to listen to. Yeah. So I listened to it and there was this guy talking about, you know, health and it makes you realize. And I swear after doing that, I was like, I couldn't run a mile. And then even though I was limping towards the end of that half marathon, I did it. So if I just put that same energy, mm -hmm. you know, I would run for like, hours on like a Sunday after a gig yeah. you know that I didn't go to bed till five in the morning I, you know so if I could do that yeah just got to plan it and like 
Maybe my health will go to shit for six months. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> so we'll see uh, uh, Pocket maybe a couple pounds heavier, but she'll be a badass DJ. By the end of the year, we'll have <laughs> you back on. And, uh, and, and <laughs> we'll see how her training went. Maybe I'll be a skinny motherfucker again. Who knows? Uh, but, uh, yeah, that's my goal, I guess. Now you give me a, another goal. So I was a that's health it. It's a new, it's a new thing. So there you go. So I'll check in with you every once in a while from time to time. Hey, hey how's your practicing? And you go, so, hey. Yeah, that's true. How's your eating? You can, you guys can ask me too. Like if you have me on social media, just ask like, when's the last time you scratched? Oh, three months ago. Eric, add her. Have you added her on uh, Instagram? How can people add you on Instagram? Uh, at DJ Jenny Pocket. Anything is DJ Jenny Pocket except for SoundCloud. It's DJ Pocket because I never changed that one. So do you still upload to SoundCloud? I haven't. So I just did, and I haven't done mixes in years, but I have two new mixes out on MixCloud. I was going to say MixCrate. That's gone. Um, MixCloud, two new mixes, DJ Jenny Pocket, and then anything else is DJ Jenny Pocket. Nice. So add her on social media, DJ Jenny Pocket. Uh, Eric, hopefully you've added her. Hopefully everybody that's watching and just lurking, because if you're not if you're not typing when they you're watching watch this, you're, you're lurking. Hopefully. And that's what they call it. Lurking? Yeah. So lurking. you can just watch it but not say what's up. Yeah. People, some some people have popped in and just lurked. Um, Polly Pocket. He thinks of Polly Pocket when he hears that. Duh, I've gotten that. I think that's where people are like. I think maybe that's where the Jenny Pockets are coming in. No, why it's easier to say it with the first name. Yeah. Yep. Stop it. Was that what I said? <laughs> yeah, stop it. <laughs> oh, I think uh, Jones Capone. What's up, Jones Capone? So he's a uh, big shout out to him, Jones Capone, watching the, the podcast. This is like uh, my uh, my mentor. Hey, Daniel G. Lurking. It's my coworker, Daniel G. <laughs> he's look at that lurking. I knew it. I knew it. I knew we had some lurkers. So Jones Capone was actually my mentor. So when I was a young, young kid who just had turntables and I didn't know what the fuck I was doing with them, just making noise, you know? Yeah. Uh, this, uh, he w went into a store I used to work at and uh, was uh, looking for records. And anybody who went looking for records at this store, I used to work at a used store in Indiana, would sell, buy, sell, trade, like memorabilia and CDs and movies and DVDs. Yeah. <clears throat> anybody who was looking for records that didn't look like my father, you know, like an old guy or something, <laughs> you know? I'd be like, why are you looking at records? I kind of questioned him, you know, and like, are you a DJ? Are you a DJ? And he was. He answered that, and uh, and that was cool. So it's nice to see him on the podcast. This he, so I went to his house, and he taught me how to scratch, and he would be practicing. And I remember all the, you know, the Run DMC, the real records, because this was real records back then. You know, and he had so many records, and he'd like had the Run DMC, and would do like the Peter Piper, uh, and it was uh, it was awesome. So. Yep, uh, Eric was there too. Eric, back in the day, remembers uh, those practice sessions. We would set up anywhere and play. It was cool, super cool. So it's nice to see that. I love to stay in touch with my old friends too from yeah. Indiana. It's good people. But uh, are you from? Are you from? <laughs> he remembers the Mac Mini. <laughs> see, he remembers in Stanton. That's right, Eric. I had Stanton CD CDJs before they were. Well, they there were CDJs then. I just couldn't afford them, so I had Stanton <laughs> CD player. Um, but actually, no, he's talking about my, yeah, no, my first turntables were Gemini, though, so, but when I had the Mac Mini, those were Stanton CDs, so he remembers exactly what I had, that's crazy, I jogging my memory, so were you, are you from San Diego? I'm from San Diego, from born and raised, mm -hmm. have you ever thought about moving? Um, no, actually, I thought about it, 
I was traveling for work and I thought, okay, this is where I'm going to find my new place to live. And then I thought, there's no better, better. I'd rather live than San Diego. There's like, no better place than San Diego, right? Yeah. Like, I could travel. I'll travel in DJ, but I'd, I want to live here. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Uh, she is from here, uh, Eric, from San Diego. Um, so San Diego is pretty much like, like it's December right now and I will have like a light jacket on, you know, about like what you have on is like all you need in the winter time. It's freezing. Don't listen. It's, it's, it's like 65. It's freezing. Don't say that. These people are going to get mad at you. <laughs> they're going to get mad because they're going to think you're, you're weather spoiled now. I am. Did you hear that? That's, I just that's left. for real, guys. She just complained about I just the, left cold, the cold 65 degree weather. I just left the cold to go to a nice 78 degree weather. I didn't. We wanted to go see something warm. What? What? Oh, yeah. You just got back from a vacation, right? Yeah. Okay. Cool. Where did you go? Cabo. Cabo. Cabo How was Cabo, St. Lucas? Um, it was nice. It was like, it, it was supposed to rain, but the whole time it was like above seventy-five. Last couple days it was eighty degrees. Even at night. At night it's a little bit colder. Yeah, I had to wear a jacket, but mm -hmm. it's good. Nice. Well, uh, is there anything that you recommend anyone do if they go to Cabo? Um. Is it just a resort It's town? kind of like, it's very touristy, so once you get there, you'll figure it out. Um, but there's pretty much like, everyone will take you on this like water taxi. We went to, they call it uh, Lover's Beach, and on the other side, they have Divorce Beach, and you can climb to the other side. <laughs> Are you cool. serious? Yeah, but it's like a why little secluded. They, why? What, why? I, you know, I didn't ask questions. <laughs> I just said, let's go. Um, but yeah, it, it was really cool because if, for some reason, every day we woke up like at six o'clock, so. We were up early before everybody else got there, got to go see nice things, and then, then the crowd came. And then the crowd came. So you like, um, so we have a question from our chat box. Again, if you are listening on the podcast, we are doing this on live, Facebook Live, so make sure you watch me, the Robert, the subscribe to the Raji Rabbit Show on, uh, on uh, YouTube if you want to watch this, and then also uh, add me on Facebook so that when we go live, you can actually interact with it, or lurk like DJ Daniel G is. Um, but uh, Eric over here on the chat box just asked, uh, do you resident DJ anywhere? Um, Are you coming out to San Diego? What kind of question is that? Eric, you're in Indiana. <laughs> Maybe Eric will be, hopefully come pay me a visit or something like that uh, one day. I play at a lot of different places, nothing ever specifically like this day. Um, I play at the casino at Viejas. Um, this weekend I'm playing at Mavericks on Saturday and on Sunday. Mavericks is a cool spot. If you come to San Diego, check it out. I like it. Uh, I usually do like the daytime sets, but this will be the first like n evening set, so I'll be there. If When's anybody, that? Uh, this Saturday, like I think 9:30, and so the party starts. Yeah, nice, nice, very cool. That's by the beach. So in San Diego, if you guys are not familiar with San Diego, we have a fair. <laughs> we have a place called uh, PB Pacific Beach, and it is where. It's where the kind of, I guess, what college age, like fresh into college drinking yeah. age people go. Because you go there and it's just people losing their minds. People drunk out of this world, collapsing, falling, uh, fighting, f doing everything. It's but having a good time. Having a good time. Oh, yeah. And I mean that in the best possible way. If you like that. Some people just being around that, like, it makes them like... Yeah. nervous and stuff like <laughs> that but like it's like if you like that kind of thing and I do I love crazy people I think they're great um, if you love crazy people you will love Pacific Beach or PB in San Diego so tourist attraction uh, look at Daniel G Daniel G is waiting to hit the age of 21 so he can go pass out <laughs> in the streets 
Daniel, don't pass out on the street. Stop. Don't don't rush into that. Don't. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so so were you wild when you were younger? Never. That, that Hi, answer came too quick. <laughs> um, no, I used to go out a lot. That's how I. That's how I was able to get gigs when I first started. Was yeah. Was I knew people who were promoters, mm -hmm. and then made that happen. Nice. But nice. No, I, I, I was. I was. I was. I was usually the safe one. Yeah. All right. I'm, All right. I'm gonna give myself that. I can't remember. Okay. So <laughs> any wild uh, pocket stories? Make sure that you comment on the YouTube about how she's full of shit right now. Uh, <laughs> and uh, you remember when she like swang f uh, from a chandelier. Or something so I'm looking for those stories comment on the YouTube when I post this on YouTube so the cool part about this is it's live right now and it's going to disappear from Facebook hey what's up David Bernal from Park have you ever Hi, played David. Park I haven't why not that's a great question David he has he has asked me to play I think one time but it was like last minute and I wasn't available oh no so you got to play Park it's a wonderful venue you played there no, I've never played park <laughs> either. <laughs> he's all, and but <laughs> disconnecting now. Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Oh, hey, we have a question from the chat box. What's your favorite genre? Um, we know what speed you like right now, the 105s, but what's your favorite genre? So, like, my, my answer is always hip-hop because that's what I started with, but I really, it changes all the time. Um, David says she needs to play park. All right, talk to me. Let me know when. Um, what was I saying? Oh, yeah, I, like my answer is always, especially like when you're in the middle of playing, what's your favorite genre? What do you play at? Like, it's just like my natural reaction, like hip hop, because that's what I started with and that's what I like. Um, but although if you say hip hop today, today, that means something completely different than what I initially started with, mm -hmm. kind of. Um, but no, I like hip hop. Um, I definitely am also into like some of like the, I guess, what would you call it? Future bass, like where it's yeah. kind of just like. And the thing is, I never know the names of genres. So, like, if you look at my Serato crates, like, I just name them like good, feel good music, or you know, I don't know. You just I Aren't make the genres things. in it already when you download them. Yeah, but if I have like old things, they have like a different uh -huh. uh, tag on them. So she still got LimeWire. No, <laughs> <laughs> no, but like sometimes the tags on them are wrong, or so, or I I used to call it something else. So I guess future bass and hip hop and like a combination of the two. Nice. Okay. So, so hip hop and future bass. So, uh, okay. So we were talking earlier. We began the discussion talking about the female cause, and you kind of uh, wanting to, you know, have a part in that as it grows. Yep. Um, now, how d being that hip hop is your favorite genre, and being that hip hop even today is still fine with you, or that you even started being a hip hop DJ, right? Yeah. Like, you gotta let me know how do you feel about hip hop music since it's not always the kindest to the ladies. You know, I've that's a weird thing because I even like with all the Christmas music and all that stuff, like if you think about it, women, a lot of women, maybe even women who would consider themselves somewhat feminist, like we're dancing, you know, even back in the day, you know, to the window, to the wall, like all these mm -hmm. things that are saying things. If I could change it, you know, it's, it, it's that thing, right? Like I'm dancing to it, I enjoy it, I play it, but it's got a good beat. Half the time we're not listening, but it's subliminal messaging because like all these boys now they're listening to that and they think oh this is how you're supposed to treat women until they get older and realize that it was just a song because even too short has a wife you know like yeah <laughs> yeah well or a girlfriend or whatever but, yeah. you know <laughs> yeah i i don't know because it's so demeaning you know some of those those lyrics agreed you know? there there's things yeah i don't know why i give that a pass and then make me change my whole set i'm gonna delete all my songs <laughs> 
it would be hard to pull off. Okay, I say let's do like do a challenge and see like how much of the night you can get by with playing like stuff oh. that's not demeaning. It wouldn't probably. I probably wouldn't play half of the hip hop songs, especially really? like the older ones, right? Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, you can play the clean edits instead. It's, it's still the the message that you're that you're giving out, even if you take out the, the bad words. Yeah. Sometimes it's still there. Yeah, for sure. Uh, so we have a question from the. Uh, we have a question from the. Uh, oh, that's a great. I love how you guys are answering other people's questions. <laughs> she's already answered that question. That's great. Thanks for the help there, Eric. Uh, Jones Capone on the chat box asks, uh, new rap or old school rap, and what is your favorite software? Software like to DJ with? I I have not moved on to Serato DJ Pro, so I just use Serato DJ. Um, I mean, that's pretty much what I do. I have Ableton, but I don't really mess around with it. Um, what was the other question? It would be over half your songs. Oh, the other questions that uh, that he asked was oh, old school uh, your or new favorite. School? Old school or new school? Yeah. Um, I'm I'm gonna say old school. Old school rap. Now, what's old school to you? Like '90s, like '90s. Like if I want to be in a good mood, I'll put on like some West Coast hip hop. Like I want to listen to. Um, Ice Cube, Dr. Dre, Snoop Dogg, Tupac. Like, that's what where I'm like, okay, I'm in my good mood. Yeah, nice, nice. Favorite Tupac song? Ooh. Like, first thing that I, I want to say is uh, I get around. See? A deg degrading to the women. <laughs> this is just the first, like, you said Tupac and I just heard, eh, eh, like, I just heard it in my head. You heard head. the song. See, that's so weird. It's Sh should I say, so weird. Um, smile? <laughs> Smile's a good song. Okay, okay. That's him and Scarface, right? Yeah. Nice. So Capone over here on the chat box says he is so old, laugh out loud. So Capone, uh, what is your favorite old school song? We'll ask, we'll throw a, a question to the chat box here. And if you are watching on YouTube, we'll pop that up. And if you are listening on the podcast, I will read it out loud if he answers. I don't know if he's going to type what his favorite old school song is, but we might just find out. So stay tuned and just keep listening. But um, so my favorite old school hip hop song would be, um, oh man, there's so many that I like for certain I reasons. I can't pick favorites. Like it's, yeah. I, I uh, do you like, did you like old, oh yep, yeah, Microphone Fiend, Rakim. Yeah, that's right. That oh. is your favorite, uh, that is your favorite rapper. I remember that. Definitely. It has not changed over the years. I can hear my favorite, favorite karaoke song that I've never karaoke to would be another degrading to women song, which would be Snoop Dogg, Ain't No Fun. Oh, shit. Ain't No Fun. Yeah. You like all the dirty, bad for girl songs. I'm, and how old was I when these things songs were and you, out? And you shouldn't right? have heard of them. I didn't know what I was singing. Yeah, but that's but Exactly. But, but that's the what I'm saying. Line so the message is that we were giving to yeah. these things are okay. These things, You can talk to this way. Mm -hmm. Men are thinking, you know, listening. Growing up, the kids probably now that they grew up listening to, to Mac Dre. You know, so can all you can you things. can you rap 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 a verse? Oh, not, come on, nah, come on. Nah. You had to wait till like I had a couple of drinks, and, <laughs> and the song has to be on. Like I can't just. It's got to be on. Oh, come oh. on. And again, I don't I don't cuss. Yeah, right. Hi, Dad. Oh, is Dad watching? No, I don't know. Uh, okay, hold on. So, guys, how many people out there want to hear her uh, rap? Uh, oh, I'm sure. 
Does anyone want to hear? Oh, you're no, I'm not doing it. David says Guru and KRS One are the Ooh. greatest of all time. So that's dope, David, with a great old school shout out there. You're gonna try to put it on. It's not gonna happen. What are you talking about? Uh, I don't even know if it's possible. Um, but I think uh, this is my time to go home and take a nap and get ready for work. <laughs> Thank oh you man! Well, she's getting shy. She doesn't want to sing because she knows if that song comes on, she's gonna have to sing it, and she doesn't want to sing the uh, the super degrading uh, ain't no fun song. So that's fine. <laughs> we'll just wait to catch you out and uh, out and about uh, at your gig. So just if, if I'm at her, your yeah, if I'm at your gig, <laughs> if she's at my gig, or if she if you see her at her gig and you actually go out. To say what's up to DJ Pocket, then make sure you ask her to sing uh, "Ain't No Fun" for you and mention the show that you saw her on the Roger Rabbit show. And I'm sure she'll she'll do that sing request, right? You're driving next to me in the freeway. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Are you a car singer, karaoke car karaoke person? Depends. Yeah, you, could, yeah. you, you might you might find me. Do like, you get like into it? It's You're been a while. It's, it's been, been a while. while. Yeah. Oh man. I'm more well, like I, I gotta get there. But yeah, back in the day, I'd be like like, the, like the opening intro of Office Space. Yeah. And he's like rapping, and then all of a sudden somebody <laughs> comes by, and he's just like sitting there. That used to be me. Nice, nice. It's so different when you're a DJ and you hear music all the time. That's why I'm listening to podcasts these days. Yeah, Eric said he's going to listen to your Mixed Cloud tonight. So thank you guys for watching. I think I've had her for a, quite a while now. She probably has other stuff to do. Um, thank you for making time thank for being you. on the Raji Rabbit show. Any last questions out there? Uh, Besides controllers or turntables, I think she loves turntables. I'll speak for you on that one uh, from our earlier conversation. I think that was before he jumped on. Uh, and uh, so anyone, we're going to look to the chat box. Again, if you're listening on Apple's podcast, uh, check it out on YouTube. It's pretty fun. You get to see her reaction and how mad she probably was at me for trying to get her to, <laughs> to rap uh, live on here. But that's fine. We'll, we'll, this will happen. The, inter the internet's forever. The internet is forever. You're right. The internet is forever. Okay, so last question yes. comes oh, you, from David uh, Bernal of Park ooh. Nightclub in San Diego. I was just going to say yes, but keep going. J. Cole or Kendrick Lamar? So my first answer is yes, both, because I didn't realize it was a question. But now that it's a question, I'm going to go with Kendrick. Kendrick. But there's, there's a lot of good hip-hop out. J. Cole, Kendrick, uh, Anderson Pac, um I didn't think I would like Eminem, but I'm listening, and I actually enjoy his stuff. Um, Hip-hop's coming back, even if it may not be radio, but they're definitely coming back with some good music. Nice, nice. So you like the lyricism more than you do the, like, Gucci Gang, Gucci Gang, Gucci yeah. Gang, Gucci you got to listen to the stuff for the club, but you got to listen to the stuff for your car, you know? Yeah. Yep. Do you still have subs in your car? Earlier, she said when she was younger that she used to have subs in her car. And I can just only imagine you bumping like this super loud subwoofer People can't see me over the license plate wall. rattling thing. Yeah, and you got like a phone book in your front seat. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't have them in my car when I got a smaller car. I t took them out and I never put them back in my new car. Um, so they're just sitting at my parents in their garage collecting yeah. dust. Oh, man. I don't even know if they work. That's hilarious. Oh, my God. That's so why I wear earplugs. Wear earplugs, DJ. Yeah, yeah. Earplugs inside. Yeah, I wore like an in-ear, like, and then I carry my headphones over my head. So you've been DJing a long time. Do you have any worries about that? Um, not yet. Not yet. Only like occasionally when I'm like, what? <laughs> it's just in the mornings. Nice. Well, I thank you so much for taking the time thank to be you. on the Roger Rabbit Show. It's been uh, a great hour, a little over an hour here. So we're going to cut it here and have you back, maybe as yeah. a return guest. Yeah, 2020 when I enter. 
Yes, <laughs> when she enters the three-style. So everybody, too. add her on Instagram, and if you see her doing anything else that's a hobby that's not uh, practicing for the Red Bull three-style, then just comment on it and be like, hey, remember to practice. <laughs> remember the Roger Abbott show. All right, thank you very much, Pocket. You. Appreciate you. Thank you. Thanks for coming through.